The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 80 of your favorite podcast, the Gordite Podcast. I am your host, Justin Haley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons. And today, I'm going to share with you some observations. Just like the title says, there's some things that I'm seeing that I want to share with you. I want to punch you in the face, not literally, but just with some cold, hard facts. I want you to stand back, take 10 steps away from staring at the tree and make sure to capture the entire forest. I promise you inside of here, it's a little bit random, but it's very fucking insightful. Episode 80, as always, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Make sure to use code Mahaley20 to support your favorite podcast. Give us five stars if you love us. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys, I hope you had a fantastic week and I sat down to come up with a topic for this podcast kind of just um, came around to um, observations. That's what we're going to call this one is observations. And I'm essentially just going to share some observations that I think there's just some things. This one might get kind of random, but I can promise you it's going to be incredibly insightful. There's just some things that kind of blow my fucking mind that like aren't like that. that, that, like people are just missing. Okay. You know, I talk about often don't miss the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone's just hugging these fucking trees. Mm-hmm. Like what is a tree hugger, by the way? Do you know what a tree hugger is? They hug trees. Is that literally all they do? Is that? <laughs> I remember back home where I'm from, there's this place called Yellow Springs. That's where David Chappelle is from. Uh-huh. And everyone would always call it Yellow Springs, Ian's uh, tree huggers. Is that a hippie? It might be a hippie. An environmental campaigner. Oh. Used in reference to the practice of embracing a tree and the attempt to prevent it from being cut down. So it's a I mean, statement that's piece. It's, it's a statement piece. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, 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 I don't know. I didn't know that. It's well, a that hippie who riots. It's a hippie who riots. All for right. Trees. Yeah, for trees. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like people... You like a majority of people listening to this right now mm. don't even realize that they are completely missing the forest because they're just staring at a fucking tree and they can't see around this tree. Mm. Like they're stuck at some phase mm. or like they're like in a maze and they're not like they're not real sure where to go. And to me, I think it's kind of mind blowing because there's just so many things that are so fucking obvious. And it's it's not even just about, you know, lifting, you know, majority of the day is going to be about bodybuilding and building your physique and improving performance, you know, X, Y, Z. But like across the board, I, I just I, I guess that's my biggest frustration. And I guess it goes to show, you know, I, I have a very good life. And my biggest frustration is people are just choosing <laughs> idiots. <laughs> it's so frustrating. What a thing but, to complain about. Yeah. But as humans, we have this unbelievable capability of being able to dissect and assess and really analyze every single situation, you know, no matter what it is, because we have such powerful minds. Mm -hmm. And in today's day and age, especially if you're listening to this podcast, we have so many resources at hand that I can't fucking understand how we, uh... all right, let me give you an example. That'll help. Let me give you an example. So, we're, we're going to talk about getting into the gym, right? When do we see the most progress occurring in someone's entire gym career? Well, all you guys think about that real quick. When do you think the two most pivotal moments of someone's gym career is? The first one is within the person's first two, two and a half years of, of training. Why? Well, there's a neural adaptation to the training. So the strength is going up. When strength goes up, we're able to lift heavier loads Mm -hmm. and we're able to lift heavier loads and the muscles are used to lifting. So Mm -hmm. the muscles are going to have extreme stimulus that the body has to constantly respond to because you have the the body's not very adapted at that point. Mm -hmm. Right. At least not in terms of its its, uh, muscularity. Yeah. And so. The true adaptation starts occurring when something's not very ad- adapted to anything. The adaptation is very easy to get and it just kind of comes seamless, right? Just every like every session, you're stronger. 
This period. Is newbie gains. And this is newbie gains. That's Got what it. it's considered newbie gains. It's like the first two years of lifting. Yeah. If you are in the gym, you're listening to this podcast, you're within your first two years in the gym, there should never, ever, 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 ever. It's not even, it's not even physiologically possible for you to only be able to move the same or less load next week as you are this week. All right. Push yourself and you're going to get bigger and stronger. So that's the first block where the most progress happens. Then mm-hmm. after about two, two and a half years, maybe sometimes people span out to three, it starts slowing down because by that point, the body's adapted so much mm-hmm. um, that it gets harder to build the tissue, right? And commonly, that's when we see people, you know, they'll get discouraged. There will be a drop off rate. It's not as easy as it was. Or we see people prematurely drop, uh, hop on cycles. Mm-hmm. The, that leads me to my next point. The second place where we see people accrue the most muscularity is when they go on a cycle. Okay. Right. We have higher levels of hormones. We hope that they're able to utilize the cycle intelligently and safely and effectively. We hope that everything is in line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like their diet, their training, their recovery, their understanding of the body. We just hope that everything's in line. So people jump on, you know, exogenous hormones, mm-hmm. um, you know, depending on what their first cycle is. I know I have my first cycle preferences. I know I have, uh, I, I, I know a lot of my friends first cycle preferences, whatever their first cycle preference is, And those hormones are in there. They're just pumping. They're clanging and banging. What is happening in both of these fucking instances? Well, when you're a newbie, the shoulder press starts out at 15 for 10, and then it goes to 20 for 10, and then 25 for 10, and then 30 for 10, all in a month. Mm-hmm. And then the next month, it goes 30 for 12, and then 35 for 10, and then 40 for 10, and then, and then we just go from there. And then we hop on cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And the shoulder press goes from, you know, 70s for 10 to 75 for 10 to 80 for 10 to 85 for 10, all within a fucking month. Mm-hmm. If all your variables are perfect and you know, it just kind of keeps going up from there. And it lasts, you know, the first duration of that cycle. I have some people that that only lasts about six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. I have some people that this fucking lasts six goddamn months mm-hmm. in their first fucking cycle. Wow. You take it that long yeah. and it just keeps fucking cranking at that rate of progress. We're mm-hmm. not going to stop something. If we're healthy within a rate of progress, you're going to prolong that cycle and make sure you get the entire usage out of that first fucking cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. What is this telling you? What is slapping you in the goddamn face right now that you have to get stronger in order to get bigger. You have to get stronger to develop a physique. Some of you are listening to this like, no shit, Justin. Some of you are listening to this like, well, I was told what you were told was bullshit. (laughs) Strength is a direct correlation and strength has a much higher correlation to hypertrophy than fucking volume does. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to dive more into that later because I'm so fucking sick of this volume ass shit. I've never seen someone with an impressive physique come. I've never seen someone who could stand next to me on stage who, who clamors volume all the time. Yeah. Like, they're small. They're, they're commonly more dainty fucking people. Okay. And you see other people who are on the other end of clang and fucking bang. And those are the big motherfuckers. I mean, I mean, dude, you know, you know what? There, there's some shit that research and science is never going to get to. Mm-hmm. Okay. And research and science are never going to be stronger than observations. So don't fucking wear these blinders. I literally feel like we're blind fucking pigs walking around trying to find your next meal in a muddy fucking field, dude. I literally feel like that's what I'm looking at sometimes when mm-hmm. I look out here and it's fucking frustrating mm-hmm. because, but, but it's frustrating. It's not the people's fault necessarily. It's not the consumer's fault necessarily or the followers of, of, you know, myself and other fitness folks folks fault is that there's so many fucking people talking smack who have never fucking achieved anything who don't have a good physique who have never fucking competed in a show Mm -hmm. if you've never competed in a show you cannot talk to me about building muscle if you're not someone who's a super physiological freak you cannot talk to me about building muscle i see all the research too and guess what if i followed what the research said i would be a 220 pound male who looked good and felt good about himself and you know maybe trying to make make it into the light heavyweight class in bodybuilding but i'm 275 fucking pounds i'm a fucking freak Sometimes I walk on the sidewalk and I think that it cracks underneath. (laughs) Okay. Like, like that's what I want to be. That's where I want to go. And some of you might be listening to this again. Like, man, Justin's feeling really fucking cocky. They know I'm angry because this shit's frustrating as fuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's girls who I see giving advice whose physiques haven't changed in four years. Yeah. 
four years, you've elicited zero growth and you're giving people advice. Yeah. What have you done? Strength is a monster correlation, a monster correlation to hypertrophy. Okay. But what about powerlifters? They're all so fucking small. All right. Great fun. Not all of them. Not all of them. I know some, I mean, Ben Pollock is, is a good friend of mine. He's absolutely yoked, (laughs) but he's also crossover in bodybuilding right now. So What's wrong with powerlifters? They never train outside of the uh, of their comfort range. Mm-hmm. They stay inside. The, the, if power, I've talked about this on podcast for pretty in depth. If powerlifters train more like bodybuilders, and some bodybuilders train more like powerlifters, they both be better. But yeah. powerlifters like stay inside. Like powerlifters have like their main movement and then accessory movements. No, mm-hmm. have your main movement and then fucking train. Mm-hmm. Hey, go fucking train dude like do I, your I, deadlift and then go train yeah I, I saw your fucking like i understand that you know three sets of three on deadlift is very taxing to the central nervous system but yeah. so is three sets of fucking 12 on 405 fucking pound bent over rows guess which is far more taxing yeah actually yeah and you, you still go you still go knock them down you still go clang and bang and dial it in for a session because you want to be good at your sport there's an element of powerlifting that just completely dismisses hypertrophy as being beneficial for them where we literally know that a bigger muscle is a stronger muscle a bigger yeah. muscle has literally more muscle cells in it that it literally has more active myosin in it it literally has more active uh, um, load bearing movers inside of it has more actin in it than a smaller muscle we can literally <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm literally saying this. I'm, I can't believe that I have to say these things out loud. I cannot so, believe I have to say this. So this might be a dumb question. I think yeah. we've talked about this before. Um, then why? So there's some powerlifters who are really strong. Yeah. But they look. But they're so small because normal. strength, because the strength they're training for. He, that, that, that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah. Scott kind of expired me there, which is good because I was really going down a fucking You get fired up. Um, yeah, it, this shit's fucking frustrating. It's so fucking frustrating <laughs> to me. So. A majority of strength of high level strength is a neurological adaptation and is a mastery of movement. Okay. Okay? That's what powerlifting is. Most powerlifting is it's, it's how do you use your leverages? Got it. Um, It's mastery of the movement leverages and it's a neurological adaptation of having all of your muscles come together to lift this load for one rep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, when we lift a load for one rep, I mean, we're missing out on so many things we're missing out on on mechanical tension mm-hmm. okay we're missing out on exhaustion within the muscle um we're missing out on blood volume we're concentrated blood volume increased nutrient needs um contracting time under tension we're missing out on all these really important things that are needed for hypertrophy mm-hmm. we're only moving a load yeah and so the muscles they they sure they get torn down but not near to a level of what you need for true hypertrophy. Mm-hmm. There, there's no overload. The only overload here is your nervous system. Mm. Your nervous system has to respond to moving this load one time. It's like, like, why can't I dunk? A, I'm not sure if I can. Why can't I dunk a basketball right now when my legs are so strong and power, my body's so strong and powerful, but you know, there's six foot, there's people who play in the NBA who are six feet tall, who can very easily dunk a basketball with far less power than I have. Yeah. It's just, it's what they trained for. Got it. It's simply just what they trained for. adapted to it. Yeah. And if everything was universal, I could go out and be, you know, all the bodybuilders would go take over the NFL and be the best football players in the world. Right. Yeah. But it's all about mastery of movement or in bodybuilding, it's mastery of movement, mm-hmm. it's mastery of body, it's mastery of mental, and then, you know, it's 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 truly just mastery of fucking fortitude. Mm-hmm. Like, how big are your balls and how willing, how far are you really willing to take this? Yeah. It was like, like that set of, uh, we talked about on, on a previous podcast the other day, I did 11 Beyond Fair on that leg mm-hmm. press. Mm-hmm. There was nothing but balls there. Yeah. There was nothing, but this just sucks and you need to win Mr. USA. So this is what you have to do to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's like an element of all these perfect things coming together. Right. So okay. when you get strong, you gotta get strong in certain rep ranges, right? We got to get strong in moderate rep ranges and in higher rep ranges. And to me, a moderate rep range is like a, a five to, you know, a 10 is pretty moderate and a higher rep range is, you know, when we start working up in uh, like 
up in the the fifteens and above. Yeah. Um. And, you know, we we do stuff in between ten and fifteen. It's not that that's like dead or no man's land. It's just kind of a, in between moderate. Yeah. It's like moderate high. But when you throw a heavy weight and you want to push twenty. Yeah. That gets hard. I mean, the other day on the leg press, you know, the, the leg press we're referencing that was twenty two plates. So you know that was over a thousand pounds, and mm-hmm. I did it for. Um, 16, 15, and then seven plus 11. Mm-hmm. Like those are all high rep ranges. Yeah. Right. The, that's how you motherfucking grow. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. If you go leg press a thousand pounds for 15 fucking reps, you are going to come out the other side with bigger, stronger, better legs, period. But if you get under a bar and you squat 600 pounds for one rep, that doesn't necessarily mean you're coming out with bigger legs. Yeah. It means you're going to come out with a more adapted response to that load, which is commonly a neural adaptation. Okay. Right. So the third time that someone gets started, so actually, actually, before I go there, I, I, I want to kind of reiterate this. The weights that are being used within the moderate to high repetition increase dramatically, not just slightly, dramatically over time. You guys don't understand how resilient the body is. You guys don't understand how well you can actually progressive overload as long as your recovery is on par with what you're asking of your, your body to perform. Right. So every single week, you don't need to necessarily hit a weight PR or a rep PR. But every single week, the execution, I mean, it should be a non-negotiable that the execution gets better. You, you should never have two straight weeks of the same execution on a lift. It should always, always, always be better, whether it's the movement pattern, whether it's, whether it's your setup, uh, the, the mechanical positioning that you're in, um, a cue, a cue that you came up with that helps you, you know, move whatever it might be. It has to be better, period. But dude, honestly, like week over week, we should be beating every single set too. Like if this week you did 80 pounds for, for 16 next week, why don't we do 90 pounds for 14? You know, which, Mm -hmm. you know, which is bigger. Mm -hmm. And that's what we we should constantly be doing that. There's a constant progressive overload. So now you ask me what happens. You can't just progressive overload forever. You're right. You can't just progressive overload forever. This is when we had time under tension. This, This is when we add the other progressive overloading variables into play here that we know help us grow. You start plateauing on a lift because you overloaded on it for 10 fucking months. You start plateauing on it. Find another lift that puts you in a great mechanical position and take advantage of it. Now you overload on that for fucking nine or 10 months. And you it's it's a constant evolution here, you guys strength plays a massive fucking role in physique development and that is a rabbit that's worth chasing we don't need to just constantly chase the pump or nutrient timing or when can i start my cycle or fuck did i get my intro workout today dude chase the rabbit of getting fucking stronger when you get stronger you have a better base to be able to push from and to be able to improve from volume uh, fucking volume. I'm going back to your strength thing. So oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the logbook has been really yeah. good for me. The logbook helps it's, a lot. Right? It changes yeah, a tell lot. us the experience you've had with the logbook so far. I mean, you've beat it every week. Every week. Because you have that accountability. Every factor. week and every lift. And every lift. See, you have the accountability. You go into a lift, you know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. I my, mean, my yeah. mindset goes, okay, well, I did this. Yeah. So I know I can do it. Yeah. So why can't I do a little more? And now I'm better adapted. Mm -hmm. Now I'm more well equipped because the human fucking body is unbelievable. And Mm -hmm. people completely underestimate how intelligent, how strong, how powerful this thing is. So I'm, I'm better equipped this time than I was last time to do this better and for more. I definitely underestimated the fact that, you know, I thought I was going in previously as, okay, I think I'm I'm pretty sure I did this last time. Yeah. It was like, I think it was like 80. I think I got like, I don't know, eight or nine. Now it's definitive. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. on a piece of paper and you yeah. look at it and you, or it's in an app now, but you look at it and you go, okay. All the data is right 100%, there. 100%. I did that. So at least I got to get one more. What app do you use for that? Strong. Strong. The strong yeah. app. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys, I, I prefer, I don't know why I prefer just using the notes, but uh, yeah, most uh, people like don't. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. people don't. So the strong app is what Scott uses to track his lift since we started training together. Well, he made himself an Excel spreadsheet. I did. It got a little annoying. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's a little tougher than the strong the, app. The strong app is nice. One, it's free. There's a paid version. I don't know yeah. why you would use it, but it shows you last week's or last training sessions lift on whatever yeah. exercise you did. Yeah. So like we, you can just put in legs and if we did leg press, it'll show the last PR. That's dope. So at least you know your PR. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. And so there's a foolproof way to ensure that you're constantly progressing and you're constantly overloading on every single movement. Mm-hmm. You have to, you guys fucking observe, stand back from the tree, take 10 fucking steps back and look around. Who's the biggest motherfuckers, you know, none of them are weak. Are they not a single one of them are weak? They're all strong as motherfucking shit, dude. They're all 
you know, pushing monstrous loads and they're pushing these loads for as many reps as they can get. And they're pushing the loads with really good intent. Observe, you guys, fuck, it's right in front of you. There's 60 years of data staring you in the face of the biggest, baddest physiques ever built. It's like, hey, do this. And then science is over here like, yeah, uh, don't do that, do this. And it's like, dude, you're 140 pounds. Yeah. And you conducted science on 160 pound dudes. Mm-hmm. That literally does not fucking apply. Don't don't bring that to my I, motherfucking I, I, I want someone that when I say every lift and every yeah. training session, it's it's not just like... My bench press. Yeah. It's my warm up press, yep. my top everything. set press, my back down press. Everything. Everything went up. And people, people put, I, I, so women put too much stock in warm up sets. Let's talk about that for a second. Here's okay. another observation. Yeah. Men put way too little intra, uh, investment into warm up sets. Yeah. So I've talked to you about this because it frustrates the absolute shit out of me. So women, I'll talk about women's mentality and I'll talk about men's mentality. Don't let me forget about men's mentality. You know how I get. <laughs> so on the women's mentality, it's like you go in and let's say we're going to warm up for squats, right? We're going to do a working set weight of 225 pounds. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to try and hit that for like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Right. So this, this is a pretty fun, good squat. So women go in and you know, they'll do the bar for 10 and they'll put on 25 on each side for 10. They'll do 135 on each side for 10 and then you're going to go up here and do 165 on each side for fucking 10 and then you're going to go up and you're going to do 185 for 10 so you did 50 reps and it's like so before you get your top set you're 50 reps in and now you're at 225 <laughs> you're 50 reps deep but 30 of those reps came over 50 percent of your max set load what fucking planet does that make sense on let me talk about, I mean, I mean, dude, you get in there and, and now, now if you smack that 225 for fucking eight, but you, if you did a proper warm up, I bet you would have been able to hit 245 or two fucking 50 for eight, mm-hmm. but you got so goddamn tired on these warm up sets that, you know, had little to do with any sort of overload, but still use a shit ton of energy. Mm-hmm. Like you're not growing in any of those warm up sets. None of those warm up sets are stimulating anything, but it's forcing nutrient turnover mm-hmm. to occur in real time. Mm-hmm. It's forcing your, your breathing rate to increase your heart rate to increase mm-hmm. in real time. What? why do we want this outside of just being primed mm-hmm. position to go? It's like in track, when you get in your blocks, you want to have, and maybe that's, but that background helps me a lot here. Or like in wrestling, when you, mm-hmm. when you get into a match, you want to be a little sweaty. You want your heart rate slightly elevated. Mm-hmm. You want to have some really good blood flow that would be considered a pump in mm-hmm. bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And you know, you really want to be focused and dialed in. You don't want to be like fresh or cold or just neutral or moderate. Like you want to be, you want to yeah. be sweaty and, and blood flowing. Right. Yeah. That's the exact fucking same thing for your top set. Well, you, you hop into your top sets after you just did all that, dude, you're, I mean, you're fucking, you're drenched <laughs> and you're breathing, <laughs> like you're yeah. breathing. So men, let's talk about wait, wait, wait. So, yeah. so yeah. the question would be, well, Justin, how do you know what a woman feels? How do you know what a woman thinks? Well, I've trained thousands. Of <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's some days I feel like I know women better than women do. And I just you observe because I fucking observe them. Clients. I watch everything. Yeah. I yeah. watch everything. Do you have more women right now? Yeah. It's about 53, 47. Okay. Yeah. At one point it was like, it was like 80, 20. Oh, really? Point. This is a couple years ago. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I have a, I have trained some unbelievable women and I've trained some unbelievably fucked up women mm. and I've like, I, I've trained everything like that could, in what sense? Like their health. Yeah. Okay. Just fucked up. Well, yeah. unfortunately I've trained some mentally fucked up people too, but oh. <laughs> we got rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Where's that one? Wouldn't be me. <laughs> that, was good. Christ, that was a good one. Oh yeah. Man. So, um, no, I, 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 like Scott alluded to, I've observed this from women so much because I'm like, how your weight's not going up? And like, let's, what are you doing before the set? And then they send me over what they're doing. I'm like, Holy, like I'm tired reading this. Yeah. So let's talk about men. Yep. Fucking, fucking men, dude. Men think so much with their balls that I don't even <laughs> think they understand they have a brain too to utilize, like straight up. And, and men think with their dicks too, a lot more in their brain. Like everything that's going on in the genitalia region, that's where men think. Gotcha. It doesn't fucking happen upstairs. Yep. That's why we can't fucking relate to most of these dudes. Like, what, what were you doing? <laughs> what the fuck were you doing? I was just about to say, I don't, I can't relate. <laughs> no, no, like, why'd you do that? Literally, yeah. what, like, sure. explain your thought process. So here's what men do. 
So let's say, let's say we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do, uh, we're going to do a 500 pounds. Use the leg, pr- use the leg press. Use the leg press. Cause I'll, I want to tell yeah. an example after that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to work up to uh, 10 plates per side on the leg press. So, you know, you'll do, you'll do one plate for like 30 fast reps, just fucking fast, dude. You got to establish your dominance on that fucking leg You're press sprinting. and you might as well stand up and piss on it after the set. Right. <laughs> and then we're going to, we're going to bump. We're going to have two plates. Now we got two plates every yeah. set. We're going to do 30 fucking I've seen, I've seen NASCAR, dudes, dude. I've seen dudes do that with dumbbells yeah. and their curls. Oh, absolutely. That's just fucking crazy. Yeah. Fucking three plates, <laughs> dude. I mean, we need everyone in the gym to know that nobody can move that leg press as fast as I can move that leg press with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten plates per side all the way up, baby. That's one what men do. And then... So so now we, we finally finished our nine. So now instead of fifty warm-up. reps, and you're probably hundred. Oh my god, we're at like in. ten thousand at this fucking point. We piss on the machine four times just yeah. so everyone knows, yeah. and the machine knows who the dominant force is here in this gym. Yep. So then we put on templates per side, and everything we've done here, there's been zero intent. It, it, it's warm up, bro. It's just it's, this is my warm up. Wait, bro. Just wait. Just wait. And awful intent. Knees are caving in. Heels are coming up off the fucking platform. Their hips are coming up off the fucking seat. Everything's going wrong. It's horrible. You know, you know what, what I've noticed sometimes yeah. it bothers me a ton. Yeah. It, so this happens more on squats and deadlifts. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like throw shade at powerlifters, but I think I've seen it the most. Yeah. Powerlifters is when they do no, no weight and yeah. they go through the movement one rep. Yeah. Fast as fuck. And, and, and it's just so fast. But like, what does that do? Because every single rep is a learning pattern that you are undergoing. You mm-hmm. are teaching your body what to do with every rep. A warm up, dude, you're walking on the treadmill. You're literally teaching your body your walking movement pattern. You have a bar in your hands and you're doing five reps on bench press with only the bar, but you mm-hmm. have a 500 pound bench press. You are teaching it that movement pattern. So if your lats aren't tight, if your shoulders aren't fucking dialed in, if your back's not pulled, into the pad and if your hips aren't fucking sunk in with your heels driving through the floor then you're teaching your body poor form on the bench press right yeah. well on leg press we see it all the goddamn time and yeah. then all of a sudden we load up with 10 plates and oh now all of a sudden you're gonna have good form you're gonna try to have good well, i form. feel like you would move on the eccentric really really fast yeah and then get stuck well that's literally what happens yeah. is they just try to power through it it's yeah. all fucking balls yeah. and there's no brain involved and so you just try to power through it and power through it and power through it and power through it and every single rep gets it's progressively worse and it's absolutely awful. What you're seeing is tragic what's going down on the leg press, but you finish the set, you know, you think you really got better, but all you really notice is your ankles, your hips, your lower back, and your knees fucking hurt worse than the actual muscle mm-hmm. because we practice such poor movement patterns. And now you think just keeping your heels down into the fucking platform was enough when in mm-hmm. reality, it's, yeah, that's not even the, the, that's not the majority of a leg press. Yeah. Uh, optimal performance. And that's how fucking men do. That's what they do on bench press. That's what they do on leg press. That's what they do on fucking bicep curls. I, I used to be the incremental stepper in college. Yeah. And now yeah. we take pretty big steps, yeah. right? You know, it's we'll like do one plate for about 10. And then we put the hundreds on each side, which is about six plates total. And then, like, all of a sudden, we're at, like, 10 plates a side. Yeah. And it's, or, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, you're, like, at your working set. Yeah. You know, you only need, dude, you need two or fucking three. You need mm-hmm. two or fucking three warm-up sets, depending on how heavy you are. Mm-hmm. You know, for a barbell squat, I'll take three or actually four. But let me let, let me go back to what a win, a, what everyone should be doing. I'm going to do the squat first. I'll do the leg press second so that people have reference here, right? So we're going to work up to a 225-pound squat. Here's what I want you doing. I want you taking that bar, unrack it. Five reps with perfect intent, just like you're going to do for your working set. We go up. We put on 45. 135 pounds. You're squatting to it. You're repping 225. 135 pounds is not fucking heavy for you. 135 pounds. We do three reps. Smoke them. Mm-hmm. We smoke these three reps. Perfect intent. Perfect form. Exactly how we're going to do that 225 set. Load up 185, 195, somewhere in there. And we're going to do two reps. And we smoke these two reps. Fuck, dog. You're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Load up that fucking 225 and get started. Mm-hmm. All you did was five reps of no way of, of, of just the bar. And then three or four reps of the 135 mm-hmm. and then you did you know two or three reps of the 185 195 mm-hmm. and they're ready to go mm-hmm. you see how much less fucking work that is you mm-hmm. see how much more energy you have 
you didn't use a ton of energy doing that. But as long as you hit your warm up right, which you should be, you know, walking on treble, you should you should get some blood flowing. You should be sweating by the time you even start your first warm up set. Dude, you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like you're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. All right. So get under there. Again, get under that fucking bar. 225 on there. Now you're going to fucking smoke it. You're going to realize it works way. As long as you practice perfect movement patterns in those warm-up sets, you're going to fucking smoke it, right? Leg press. Let's talk about it. We're going up to 10 plates per side. So we start with one plate per side. Then we go to three plates per and the one plate per side for 10. Three plates per side for about eight. Five plates per side for about five or six. Seven plates per side for about two or three. Fuck dog. Now you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. You're ready to fucking rock and roll. Everything perfect form, perfect intent. You don't need to fucking piss on the leg press. You don't need to establish. You're like, you don't need to establish your dominance. Those next, the the first, the last two coming up to it are almost just to feel the heavy weight. Just to feel the load. So you know what's yeah. coming. It's right? truly yeah. just to feel the load. And you know, constantly assess. If you feel yeah. like you need to go somewhere between the seven plates per side and the 10 plates per side, go there and just take it for one. I remember so, you, so that you can do like Scott's alluding to yeah. and, and feel that load. I remember there was a moment where you guys were ready. Yeah. And I felt, I was like, there's no fucking way. I don't yeah. understand. And that's perfectly and so fine. We, we pulled a few back. I did one more feeler and then, yeah. then I was ready. I do that often. Yeah. I do. I do that pretty fucking often. Yeah. So people, you know, they be, be very intentful. That's another fucking observation I have here off the fucking script. I don't even know where we're at on that script. Dude, let me tell you, you, know, you let me tell you a story. You would have hated me. I, I feel like you might've done this too. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe I'm just stupid, but in college we would do the warm up. Yeah. This incremental step warm up to let's call bench press. Yeah. And then we'd be done with bench press and we would move to flies. Yeah. And we would do incremental warm up. Oh my God. Oh and then, God. and then we would go to oh triceps incremental warm up. Oh, that's as bad. if we are already, already. Warm. Yeah. You're already so warmed up. So, yeah. so, so that's what? now we're in volume world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the, the, now it's all junk volume, but I feel like that's pretty common. No, oh, it, it is. Yeah. It's very common. So what Scott's alluding to the solution to it is utilizing a feeder set. So when we, after you finish your first fucking movement of the day, I mean, you are very warmed up. You do not need to warm up. So this is where you implement a feeder set and a feeder set is where you just essentially feel out the weight um on a movement a moderate weight on a movement and we're going to go through practice or perfect uh movement patterns with that moderate load exactly how you're going to perform the working set here okay so let's say you know we finished dumbbell flat chest press and we did you know three or four working sets there we're fired up we're really ready to go and now we're going to go over to a decline bench press okay so decline bench press um so the feeder set that i did yesterday i did 225 for like three or four i did 315 for two or three and then i threw on uh 365 and then that was my working set okay I feel like it's typically around 65% of your I, I think that's a good place set. to go. That's a good that's place to go. That's what it seems like for most The only people. reason I do that 225 on the decline is because like switching to that decline movement is so vastly different. That, like mm-hmm. I want to feel that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, on most sets, you only need one. Yeah. You only need one. And yeah, I think 65% of the load you are going to use for your working set. I think that's a good place to be for like, you know, five reps or under. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do too much. We want to get the movement pattern down. Just warmed up. We want to be able to execute it. Man, right? if you have a logbook, yeah, you already know it. If you have a logbook, you have it right there in front of you. Yeah, like you know what's coming your way. Yeah. So let's talk about volume because people are so fucking caught up on this, dude. The other fucking day, I made that post about volume, and someone, some girl commented on it. Who like I've been following her, you know, for we followed each other for a while, whatever. But dude, I mean, she hasn't grown in ten years. Mm. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ! Like, no one listened to you for hypertrophy. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. You have no idea what makes yeah. the muscle grow or else, you know, you have a different looking physique. Yeah. I mean, you train every fucking day and mm-hmm. you haven't grown volume. We're so caught up on it for the exact reason. I just talked about a majority of your volumes fucking junk, but all of that volume counts. Your warm up set that that's volume. That is, that is a volume that is eliciting some form of stress on your body. But just because it's stress, it doesn't mean it's an it, it's a adaptation forcing stress. Not all stress forces this massive response, mm-hmm. right? There's nervous system stress, which is more so what that would be. There's obviously musculoskeletal system stress. There's endocrine system stress. You know, it goes all the fucking way down. Digestive system stress, whatever it might be. The majority of your volume is not done with extreme focus and intent. Let me tell you, this is what I want you to do. So you get called in. And you are going to save the Mona Lisa, right? There's one fucking line. 
there is one line on the Mona Lisa that you have to perfect and there's no going back. And they called you in. If, if this is perfect, you get paid a million dollars. And if Ooh. you fuck this up, you have to now pay a million dollars. Right. But you can't say no. You can't get out of it. You can't just say no. Yeah. You were chosen. This is like fucking jury duty. Right. Yeah. Oh, There's no yeah. getting out of this shit. So imagine that this is how I want you approaching your training. Yeah. Every single set is like the million dollar Mona Lisa painting deal. What are you going to do? You got three days to prepare. Mm-hmm. You're going to practice. They're, they're going to send you over a picture of the stroke that you have to hit. Mm-hmm. And it has to be perfect. You're going to practice that a trillion times. Why are we practicing it so much? Mm-hmm. Because we are trying to learn the movement pattern that it is going to take to crush this once the variable is in front of us. Right? Why would we not do that with our training? What's next? We literally have one shot. So we practice and we practice with such focus and precision. And now this Mona Lisa is in front of us and all the journalisms, all the journalists are there. The media is there. Everyone's covering this event of Scott Simmons is about to fix the Mona Lisa. And he got chosen for this, right? It's either a million in or it's a million out. All right. How much fucking focus are you going to have? When you fucking have that paintbrush in your hand and you're staring at the money, I mean, you've never been probably that too much. <laughs> yeah, you've never been that focused. It's, you're your having life. heart surgery yeah. and you're like shaking. Literally, your fingers are shaking. Literally, you gotta save your best fucking friend, and you're in heart surgery with them, and you have one thing you need to you're cut, one but shot. it's it, but but it's in between a whole bunch of other yeah. things. You got one opportunity, right? You're gonna be dialed to fuck in. You're gonna be focused, right? Yep. Bring that to your training. If you're if you are doing sets that don't have that level of focus and precision, it's junk volume. You're going to notice that during your during your training session, if you're you're frying your nervous system before your musculoskeletal system, which 90 percent of you, if you're not a client of mine listening to this, 99 percent of you are doing here. um, You're going to notice you're not able to bring that extreme focus for all of the sets you're currently performing in the gym. Why is that? Well, what I just mentioned, your musculoskeletal system is not as taxed as your nervous system. So now we need to reassess your training. We need to reassess your approach to the training. But fucking volume, we're so caught up on it. If we're not able to bring that level, that attention to detail to every single set, then it is fucking junk. So what else do we do with volume? Well... Sometimes we'll have a weak body part, right? We have this, we have this body part it just needs all kinds of TLC, tender love and care, man. And what do we do? We add volume. And what happens? It doesn't fucking grow. And so what do we do? We add more volume. What happens? It doesn't grow. So what do we do? We change the exercises on it, but we still have the same volume. What happens? It doesn't fucking grow. Yeah, because volume is not what makes you fucking grow, dude. I mean, fuck, observe, stand back and fucking observe. It's literally staring you in the fucking face. I literally, whenever I, all the research that was done about volume having literally any sort of significant meaning on hypertrophy is absolute garbage because of this. You can go in and you can do all the volume you want on fucking whatever, whatever movement you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if it's fucking shit, you try it. Fucking try it. You want to fucking be a, you want to be an example of this? You want to prove me wrong? Go do fucking bicep curls with shit fucking form over the next six weeks, but have tons of volume, hundred reps a day and watch what happens. It ain't going to fucking grow. Yeah. It's not going to grow at all. Right. You're going to be like, well, yeah, because you have shit form. Well, yeah, that's why volume doesn't fucking matter because volume, the only volume that fucking counts is one that's completely focused and dialed in. But you guys are spending, wasting so much fucking time on volume that's not dialed in, that has no intent behind it, has no meaning behind it. It still accumulates stress, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't accumulate any sort of adaptive response. It doesn't accumulate any sort of target focused overload and so nothing fucking changes right it all stays the exact goddamn the same so what do you do you fix the fucking movement you put yourself in a better mechanical positioning to perform the movement that's how you get a weak body part to grow you don't need to add volume on top of you add volume on top when you see rate of progress slowing down Mm. rate of progress is only going to slow down when you're deep as fuck into a mesocycle right that's when it's going to slow down and in, 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 into a training cycle okay that's when it's going to slow down when you're extremely deep into it but at that point it's like do we add more volume or do we switch up the extra some of the exercises we're using that are slowing down 
Because if it's slowing down, it's slowing down for a reason, mm-hmm. right? We've mastered the movement nearly too much. We're almost too good at that movement. And now mm-hmm. we need to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So another observation I've already mentioned it once people focus on volume commonly of dainty physiques, quite frank. So let's have two, two twins. Let's have two. We're going to call them fucking Billy and Joe, right? So they're, they're Winklevoss. They're, they're, <laughs> they are exactly the same in their genetic structure. And there's, they're both six feet tall. They're both 202 pounds. They're, they're, torso length their femur length their every single thing's the exact fucking same right well billy you know he, he they, they both want to get bigger legs mm. right so billy goes and you know he's going to do some leg extensions right he's going to do dude, he's going to do more leg extensions than anyone on the fucking planet right mm-hmm. and joe is going to go do squats mm-hmm. because joe is a smart person and follows me on instagram and knows how i feel about leg extensions billy does kickbacks billy yeah <laughs> billy does fucking kickbacks so he's going to do leg extensions all the time he thinks that it's going to be really good it's a stable exercise you know he, he gets a really good contraction um you know on them he gets a nice pump um you know the things that matter to billy this exercise gives right so he's going to do every single leg day he's going to do two leg days a week he's going to do three sets of 15 no he's going to do even more dress he's going to do three sets of 25 reps on leg extension and he's going to bump that fucking load all the mm-hmm. time right mm-hmm. joe's over here and he's going to do two sets of about eight to 15 on barbell squats every single week Right. As these two progress, guess which one's not going to grow any fucking wheels, mm-hmm. Billy. And guess whose legs are going to fucking explode? Joe. Okay. Why? Because of mechanical fucking positioning. You have to put your body into positions that, it, that, that a target muscle is able to be completely loaded in a stretched position and completely contracted in a shortened position under a load. What provides that? In terms of quads, leg press, and squat variations like a goblet squat, barbell squat, hack squat, those things. What does not? Leg extension. So Billy's doing more volume, but Billy's in a exercise that has less mechanical positioning and less potential for overload. Mm-hmm. So therefore, Joe's going to get better fucking results, right? So look at your fucking training program as well. What are you doing? What are you spending time on? I'm not saying not to do leg extensions. I'm saying... For the clout they get, they're very overrated. They're incredibly it no one ever primary. got yeah, no one ever got massive fucking legs because they did leg extensions. I can <laughs> promise you that. I can absolutely fucking promise you that. People got massive legs because they were doing leg press, they were doing squats, they were doing all of those items. Mechanical positioning matters. When you stop progressing on a lift, so we're gonna do these fucking late. We're gonna Joe's gonna do the the squats for. 10 months and, and and Billy's going to do the leg extension for 10 months. They both stop progressing on it. Right. Well, let's move to another like position. Well, Billy's like, uh, fuck, there's no other like position for this. Mm-hmm. So I just have to keep fucking doing leg extensions. And Joe's over here focusing on one that, you know, now I can go do deep leg press. Mm-hmm. And again, which one's going to continue. So the exercise, the exercises that you select, you have to be able to have pivots for them. You have to be able to move within the same uh, mechanical position or within similar mechanical positioning patterns mm-hmm. and still be over to overload. Right. But so many people are wasting so much fucking time on glute kickbacks or hip thrusts, missing the forest for the trees because so-and-so said to do this or this research said that really the biggest glutes on the planet don't hip thrust. Mm-hmm. The biggest glutes on the planet definitely do not glute kickback. Mm-hmm. The biggest glutes on the planet are fucking leg pressing and squatting a shit ton of weight and constantly move massive loads of weight through moderate to high reps on, you know, all of these mechanically advantageous positions exercises i'm dude again observe it's right fucking in front of you guys look around your gym how many huge dudes are there not many not a lot of huge fucking dudes honestly our gym has pretty decent amount Mm -hmm. you know um our gym's different though so why well 
dudes, people are just caught up. Not even just dudes. People are caught up on taking a little bit of gear, getting a pump, recover, recovery, bro. I can't get hurt. I can't get injured. I don't want to get injured. So they never really take a set very far. I mean, dude, honestly, injury is fucking part of being a fucking freak. All right. Mm. Um, you know, we can do a podcast on the injuries I currently have. It <laughs> would be one of the longer ones we've ever done. Um, that's part of the fucking beast, right? So some of you might be listening to this. Well, I don't want that. That's okay. You don't, you don't need to want that. You don't have to take it to that extreme, but you still have to be willing to roll the dice a little bit. You still mm-hmm. have to be willing to fucking gamble a little bit. You should be going in a set's fucking petrified. Oh mm-hmm. shit, dude, this, this beat, I'm staring down the barrel of this fucking beast. Yeah. That's how you should feel going into sets. I don't care if you're doing fucking bicep curls. You know, we finish up our pull days and we'll go get on the, uh, the, the, you know, seated cable curl machine. Mm-hmm. And I'm staring at this like, dude, this sucks. Like this is going to be absolute hell. I don't care what exercise that it is. The top secret formula to growing is you have to take every single one of your intentional sets to a terribly brutal, awful place of exertion to force adaptation. If you say I'm wrong, you are wrong. If you have someone who says I'm wrong, they are wrong. We have 60 fucking years of the baddest physiques on the planet doing the exact same thing. Shout steroids. Shout steroids from a rooftop. Because um, I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of cycles. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot about a lot of cycles. Mm-hmm. Average gym goers are taking way more than bodybuilders. <laughs> now, add in, you know, the growth hormone and insulin, obviously that's different, right? Yeah. But people who are intelligent in their growth hormone and insulin usage, you know, it's it's more of a, it's, it's, it's less health deterring. It's far, I mean, it's far less health deterring than, yeah. you know, what huge anabolic, you know, yeah. stacks are doing, right? Why does everyone in every fucking gym you go to in America look the same? Because everyone's doing the exact same goddamn things. And the people who are standing out are absolutely fucking insane in their training. They're freaks with their training. I mean, fuck, you know, we have Jessica Reyes Padilla, who's just got third at the Olympia last year, who trains with us every day mm-hmm. or alongside us every day, yeah, not with yeah. us every day. She's at the gym, and, yeah. and her husband, John, trains alongside us every day. And those yeah. are two huge fucking humans. And mm-hmm. what are they doing? They take every, they finish a set and they're like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm, yeah. they're like, they're a little bit out of it. I mm-hmm. finish a set and I have to like sit there and like get my fucking whereabouts back. You're not fucking taking sets out of place. You're not even trying to grow. You're just kind of working out. You're just training a little bit. Look around and just ask, why is everyone so fucking dainty? Well, they're skipping the shit that we know worse. You guys, observation. We have 60 fucking years. Go back, look. I mean, look at how much information is out on so many of these uh, uh, these guys who built the biggest and baddest physiques in the world. Women who built the biggest and baddest physiques in the world. I mean, I remember watching Michaela Acock deadlift like 500 pounds for like six reps with the Olympia like three weeks away when she was weighing like 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's absolutely fucking absurd, right? Yeah. Like, what are all of these people doing now? You might be sitting there like, well, I don't want to be a freak. You don't have to want to be a freak to do these things. If you want to look really fucking, if you want to stand out, these are the things you have to do. Mm -hmm. They're essentially non-negotiables. You guys, science is never going to catch up with bodybuilders. I mean, science is just now coming around to some diet strategies that bodybuilders have been using for 60 years saying, oh yeah, that works. We know it. What do you mean? We know it works. (laughs) We are a science project. Every single one of us who's actually, you know, invested in the sport is a fucking science project that's constantly going on with a physique that is over and heavily adapted. Mm -hmm. How the fuck do you still get results out of a 275 pound, five pound physique that is just loaded to the brim with muscle mm-hmm. with 300 pounds, with 320 pounds, 340 pounds. There's bodybuilders in all these categories. I, I, I would say, you know, that you said you don't look like a freak. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Um, me in my very limited amount of training in this format. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to expedite? Exactly. Cause that's what it's doing. You're expediting the results. You're, you're expediting the place you want to get to. Yeah. And you know, it's it's not like you're gonna hit one fucking session like this and wake up tomorrow looking like Ronnie Coleman, like yeah, buddy, lightweight baby. <laughs> but it's, like, sure it's, gonna be, it's sure gonna be much faster than you're, the volume. Wherever you else. want to yeah. go, you are going to get there much faster from here. I I cannot believe we still have these conversations. I cannot believe we still have these debates. I cannot believe that people are gonna listen to this podcast and be like, Justin, I think you're wrong. 
I, I can't. I mean, we are arguing with cemented the most cold, hard facts that someone yeah. could possibly be presented. Yeah, it's real life data. It's real life experience from the biggest and baddest who have ever done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can talk about genetics. I mean, dude, watching Brandon has been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, Bra- Brandon Long. He's been losing fat. Yeah, gaining. He's, yep, weight, getting stronger, and getting stronger. Yeah, while well, he's in prep, you know, he's nine weeks out from a show. His fo- his food's pretty low. His cardio's pretty low. But you know, we're 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 doing you know his first bodybuilding run, yeah, if you will. Yeah. But it's a and perfect it's storm. It's a perfect fucking storm. Yeah. Why? Because he's training like this. Because I'm holding him this fucking standard every single day. That this is what you have to do. You want to. Mm-hmm be good this is shit you have to do and he's transforming right before our eyes mm-hmm. just it, it's literally like he's mutating yeah like right before it's like captain america he like went in that thing and like came out like that's what brandon's <laughs> undergoing right now but yeah. he's not doing anything super magical i'm not coaching him this super magical discreet way he's literally clanging and banging in the motherfucking gym forcing adaptation forcing shit to change and shit is fucking changing yeah. at an he's unbelievable rate. He's dialed the fuck in. He's focused like he has to paint the Mona Lisa for a million dollars tomorrow. Yeah. Like he's dialed the fuck in, right? Yeah. You guys, it's right in front of you. It's screaming at you. It's begging you to fucking take it and run with it. And some of you guys still aren't doing it. And I still can't understand how. I still can't understand when I see people posting these these training sessions where they have 20 fucking sets. What the fuck did you do for 20 sets? You bullshitted. You half assed. It was junk volume. You weren't dialed in. You have no force adaptation that's occurring. That's why your growth happens so slowly, unless you're on a huge cycle. Of course, you can out anabolic shit training. You can out growth hormone. You can out insulin. You can out all that shit. You can outdo training with that and still make progress. But there's a cap life on it. Fuck you. I mean, you can only inject so goddamn much. You know, I can I can make more progress as, you know, not take no enhancements. Yeah. I can make more progress oh, in less time. Oh, easily. Than training like does this with volume. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Why, why would you not want to go to the gym? It, it, we do it with a lot of like there's like five of us. Yeah, so it's a long time. But why would you not want to go to the gym for half hour, 45 exactly instead of an hour and a half? Yeah. And crank it the fuck out, Save get dialed in, take every single set to your breaking point and force adaptation. Yeah. You guys, it's right in front of you. I hope you take it. I know that my clients listen to this are like, fuck yeah, coach. Fuck yeah. I love this podcast. <laughs> like, this is the one yeah. that he's, you know, speaks to them. Yeah. Like, this is what they hire me for. But to folks who aren't with me, dude, go fucking take this to your training. If you're being told to do something differently, you're... You, Dude, honestly, hire a bodybuilding coach. Like, you yeah. want to be a really good competitor, hire a fucking bodybuilder. Hire someone who has to manipulate their physique through super physiological means of mm-hmm. training and of dieting. Mm-hmm. I really believe that's how you're going to be the best in your sport. Episode 80. I hope this helps. We'll see you next time. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.